You have officially been cleared for communication with the Is It Safe podcast. Your contact's code names are Luke. They did a massive test, thousands and thousands of workers. They did a four-day work week and realized that, uh, yeah, our entire fucking system of labor is completely arbitrary. Mike. You can fly here. That's what it takes. You cannot go through the land borders. But for some reason, you could fly in a tube full of people and come over here. What the fuck? And Scott. Oh, dude, I've spent the last two years of my life, like, ripping whiskey and chicken sandwiches and waking up whenever the fuck I want to. Now I got to get <laughs> up on Monday Monday morning at 645 All right. Well, you don't expect an episode every week, but sometimes we actually do sit down and do an episode, and this is one of those weeks. This is the Is It Safe Podcast. Michael Govia here with John and Luke. We're live and uncensored, uh, although you're not live with us. We're doing this live in real time, are we not? We are. Mm-hmm. That is true. You yeah. know, last episode, we forgot to end with a song, so make sure we end with a song for this one. Start thinking about that now, and maybe the show will naturally lead us to a song at a certain point, but uh, it felt really weird not to close with a song last week, but we just kind of forgot it. That is true. I've got yeah. some ideas. Oh, I bet you do, Panama Red. <laughs> Be a doozy. So uh, we're here, uh, Michigan. I didn't even talk about this. The last time we did an episode, it was Michigan-Ohio State week. I didn't even mention that because John is a state honk and Luke doesn't give a fuck, but I, Matt was here. I actually heard from Matt Saturday night when Michigan closed out Iowa. Yeah. Texted back and forth how excited we were, and it was glorious. It was Dude, a really that was good a time. Fucking shellacking. What in the was it 43 to Mazel, you two good things? 42 3. What was this? That's right. The same number, Luke, as the kid who died, the football player from Oxford. Jesus that weird? Christ, why? That it also is... happened while we were off the air. There was a mass shooting in our own backyard, John Scott. What do you think of that? what do i think about it i mean it's fucking terrible it's it's just like i'm surprised that surprised we haven't had one up to this point it seems like it happens in every uh, third community in the country over the course yeah. of the last 20 yeah. to 25 years i mean it's there morbid, was one in mount pleasant a couple but... years ago that's the only one i can recall locally mm-hmm yeah, man. If, I mean, it fucking sucks. I know a ton of people from Oxford. Danny, I think, grew up in Oxford, or his folks, or his sister lives in Oxford. Um, oh. so Matt's, Matt is from Oxford. And Matt's I, from right. Oxford, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I was like, man, well, he's from Orchard, he's from right? Oxford, and he's from Detroit. Mm-hmm. What? I think they started off in Detroit or started off in Oxford, one or the other. He went, to, he went to Orchard Lake St. Mary's. Yeah, okay. but in any event, yeah. he is uh, he he definitely has roots in in Oxford, so I felt like felt like man, this this would be a good this would be a good one to get Matt back for, but uh, you know that's also pretty shitty, so I'm not gonna bring him back to just talk about this. Are you trying to get ratings after a tragedy? Uh, yeah, what the fuck is fuck, wrong with you, man? Yeah. God, God no! <laughs> the huge ratings we would pull in if we had Matt on. He, he does he does bring in the ladies i will say he's like luther vandross that guy 
Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. <laughs> His opinion on mass shootings brings all the boys to the yard. God damn it. Good Lord. Uh, <laughs> I will say this. those I don't usually like to participate in this, but this one is an exception. These parents are just fucking awful. They mm -hmm. really are. And uh, I know their lives have been blown up, and they are the world's trash dumpster right now the receptacle of garbage they are just wide open taking a huge loads of trash but <laughs> the kid's a 15 year old kid man people are just going to dismiss him as a evil monster he's a developing child he's not even fully grown and he's going to look back at this i don't care what happens in 25 years he's going to look back at this while he's sitting in jail like god that was so stupid the dumbest things I ever did. And there's no take backs on it. I know it. It's it's what's going to happen because he's immature. He doesn't have a clue. And he could be mentally ill as well. I don't know anything about that. But I do know that he was raised poorly and the parents are very much to blame. And I thought it was actually pretty radical that the Oakland County prosecutor said, you know what? Let's fucking charge these dopes. Mm -hmm. I dug it. I didn't think yeah, it was I, an overstep. No, I didn't either. I thought it was great. Why not? I mean, they were obviously negligent. Um, fuck them. Yeah, it might not stick, but I love that she's trying. It's a different, it's a, it's an entirely different approach to a case like this. And if this becomes precedent, this does potentially change the way, you know, these cases not only are just prosecuted, but the way that, you know, people are going to perceive their actions when it comes to providing their kids with weapons and whatnot. It is possible that this creates a precedent that actually changes things in a weird way, but who the fuck knows? <laughs> and he said, this is going to be one of the worst things I ever did. If this isn't the worst thing this kid has ever done, holy fuck. If he's well, like, he's you gonna... know what? Top yeah. five. This is a top five bad thing I did. Well, he's just, he's going to live with regret. I mean, he's not a, you know, sometimes fully formed murderers, serial killers, whatever, that already are adults. They don't always have remorse. Not everybody has remorse for doing violent, cruel things to others. But usually somebody who's young, immature, and doesn't know any better, I, I believe he'll grow up and be like, fuck, this life's over. What, I'm so dumb. What a, what a terrible mistake. And I think, I don't know this will ever happen, but there is a lot of catharsis in, attempting to connect with the perpetrators of crimes to your loved ones. If you lost someone who was killed and you make the effort, which is very, very difficult to do to actually try to understand the person and connect with them. And I'm not saying it's going to happen right away. I'm talking maybe in a couple of years or so, maybe you, tr you try to reach out and understand and find, because he's not going to get rehabilitated. He's never going to leave prison. I mean, his life is fucked. He's totally fucked, but there is, mm -hmm. and I'm not defending this guy either. What he did is, it's it's awful. It's fucking it's terrible. Yeah. But he is a said he's a developing teenager, and I feel, I do feel bad for him in a way. I really do. Yeah, I mean, restorative justice is radical, man. I grew up in, or I not grew up, but I lived in a neighborhood in Detroit where this awful thing happened to this woman's like daughter, and she was just super radical about restorative justice and connecting to the perpetrator and trying to, you know, find answers. And I commended her for that. I was like, man, if someone, you know, raped or killed or injured a loved one of mine, I, 
that would just be so raw. I, I can't honest. You can't honestly say what how you would react to it. No. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I just I just don't know. It's all it's all conjecture. But um, yeah, yeah, there is sort of justice angle is really, really interesting. I'm like, wow. Kudos to you for even having anything other than like hatred in your soul for this person. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We've talked about this on the show before. Actually, that reminds me of that. Yeah, you're right about that. Anyways, fucking awful. What else can you say? Uh, but this is all just gibberish because nothing's going to change. It's the same old shit. Yada, yada, yada. Right? I mean. Yeah. yeah it's cynical. It's <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's cynical and it's true. It's just like, you know, thoughts and prayers and let's make sure we don't have an intelligent, informed discussion about, you know, gun control and gun safety and reform let's just make sure we don't do that because we're just you know we've we've crossed the rubicon i don't know when it happened when the hell did it happen was it always there with guns in this country or we just were that never... one is long gone <laughs> and castiano sets a long home run to left uh, it's long gone man i was talking to leanne that's, last that's night another vince gully uh that's like a vince gully cut and it's uh, bottom of the seven <laughs> Yeah, have another cores and shut the fuck up, right? Have another bush. Shut up. Go back to bed, America. Your country is fine. No, I'll tell you this. I was talking with Leanne about this last night. She lives in Canada. My girlfriend, Leanne, for those of you that don't know. Hi, Leanne. You never listen, so you're not hearing this. Hi, Leanne. She's not hearing this ever. Uh, But I'm like, when was the last mass shooting at a school in Canada? She's like, I don't think we have those. I'm like, oh, really? You're right next to us. You have a very similar society and civilization. They have have mass burial sites. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, 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 for indigenous peoples. Yeah, yeah. There's hundreds and uh, hundreds of bodies found in uh, mass graves. Yeah, I read all about that a while ago. It's fucking terrible. There's a history of awful. So they don't have current. They don't have current mass shootings. Well, let's be clear. It's not just Canadians. It's religious Christians. So uh, just to be clear, yeah, but they were Canadians. They, they yeah, were but they're religious well. Christians too. It's a very important part. Yeah, of the I'm not story, saying Canadians are bad. I'm just saying that this happened on Canadian soil, same as it did on American soil. So Damn! they might not have. They might have the same uh, iteration of occurrences of mass shootings, but they do have. They do have massive. They do have massive fucking graves, grave sites all over the goddamn country. Well, the point is that Canada doesn't have these problems because I would assume gun control laws are more strict. But I don't know that for sure. I haven't looked it up. But they don't have these constant shootings. They have happened in their history. It's not like they've never happened, but they're much more infrequent than they are to the neighbor to the south. So, yeah, that happened. Uh, That sucks. There's not much else we can say about it. Uh, There's so much any other things that have happened while we've been off, too. Like I said, exciting sports time. Uh, Anything cool happened in your life recently? Scott... You were on a set today, and you're doing mm-hmm. stuff. It's pretty cool. I'm gigging, man. It's been a readjusting to the workforce has been a it's been a bear after COVID. I just I had like 15 months off of not having to work, and I've never had a problem finding a job. But I don't know. I kind of you know this pandemic sort of turned me upside down. I'm like more about quality of life now i'll do any gig as long as it's just kind of you know it's like contributing to quality of life and it's not just like 
eight to six, sit there and shut up and just do your work. So I don't know. I've been working on I have a bunch of buddies in film and TV uh, doing, you know, doing commercials, doing film work and stuff, just kind of PAing, working, you know, gaffing those those credits you see. Oh, yeah. And what is the gaffer? I've always are. wondered. Electrical, uh, electrical and like lighting equipment, grip and gaff. Uh, PA. Oh, wait a minute. Go, go get a definition. Oh, bagel! You're a bagel runner. Yeah, man, you should see me get bagels. It's amazing. I've heard you're really good at it. I have heard good things. Yeah, you should. Yeah, it's you amazing. should see how you should see how efficient I am at, at going that is to New so York bagel. <laughs> okay, wait. Gaffer is the chief electrician uh, in mm-hmm. the motion picture. Who's the best boy? Who is the best boy? I, I've looked that up multiple times, but I don't know who the hell that person is. I think you're the best boy. That's you, John. <laughs> Is that a thing? Is that a thing on movie sets? The assistant Absolutely. to the chief. You never seen that the assistant in the to the chief electrician of a movie. Class. I have. I just. Uh, I guess I never. never thought I don't know what it is it. either, Luke. But I've definitely seen. What the fuck is a best boy? Assistant to, to chief electrician of a movie set. The You're assistant. gonna get on your face and point out your faults. Maybe it's somebody who criticizes everything constantly. Like you need someone like that on set. You're, Actually, you're just the, uh, that's the director. The, no, that's the, the producer. Chief, <laughs> it's the chief assistant. Chief assistant to a gaffer or key grit. When the best yeah. boy when the best boy works with a gaffer, they are the best boy electric. <laughs> that's then we should start a band called Best Boy Electric. Holy shit. And then when you uh, work with the key was... grip, you're the best boy grip. So there's gotta be uh, a best boy grip and a best boy and a best boy electric. <laughs> really holy shit that is definitely the name of the podcast that we should have had well i guess it would have had to be a movie podcast but well then the best grip, the best though, boy should be should be something this guy doing okay. sound today man that what a job that is to just hold this boom mic this 15 foot boom mic for you know two hours and 40 minutes I did that for pissed. a couple of a uh, couple of videos uh, back in the day, and yeah, you're like your shoulders burn out. <laughs> there he is. Hey, Gary Newman. Very underrated. I started playing the song because it's called. Are friends electric? Question mark. <laughs> that's, that's what that made me think name. of when you were describing the best boys' job. That's what it made me think of. Are, are friends electric? Are they? I don't know. Gary Newman's a weird guy, but I like his style. He's different, but he also broke through in the mainstream. So I kind of like to have Gary Newman's career. If I could have his career, I think I'd be cool with that. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. As opposed to your career now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I couldn't give it up. Now. I couldn't give up the career I have now. It's a fifty-fifty. It's like yeah, maybe, maybe I would take it. A uh, Spotify I've noticed this recently uh, is adding lyrics to like almost every song now. You can read along with the lyrics if you scroll down on a song, which is kind of cool really? because I'm terrible, terrible with lyrics. I have always fucked up lyrics on songs, even songs I love. I've still made yes. mistakes uh, to this day. So many concerts where we're just jabber john nonsensical lyrics at each other mm-hmm. it's been, yeah, <laughs> been a blast 
Yeah, I've definitely. Oh, done but that. you can you can actually drive your car now and sing along to a song. Because that's well. that's the real. If you've got the Spotify on your on your console, right? Ah, yes. I guess you'd have to have it in your vision. Yes, but you could do that. You're right. Yeah, I'm just assuming people have that. I don't have that, but people have that. Oh man, no, you don't. Specific artist though. You don't want that shit. The first time none I got, it. <laughs> no, none of us have a car that does that. No, no, um... no. We don't. We don't want that, man. The first time I, I rear-ended this woman and howl like eight years ago because I was paying too much attention to the fucking center council. I could have killed this woman. I just smashed into her, you know, I'm being like, a fucking oof. dipshit and sent her into oncoming traffic. Like, Oh no. Thank, thankfully for me, there was no oncoming traffic. Otherwise you were, you were in your 30s. You... Yeah, That's that Davey, a, John, but you were in your 30s. Right? You were in your 30s. Mm. You were a full was, adult. A full a, adult. Oh, there, right? oh yeah. I was a, I was a full, genius, I was, genius. <laughs> you might not have been in your 30s, but you were a full adult. Uh, if I wasn't 30, <laughs> I was 29. Oh. <laughs> I've never been in a car accident. I, I don't know that sensation. I've been pretty lucky, I guess. Uh, fender bender? You've been in a fender bender. You had your front bumper all fucked up. What, what, what happened there? Oh, I spun out by myself, but I've never been in an accident with another car. Do you remember when uh, Mike Ring uh, was aggressively trying to get onto a fucking off-ramp and he fucking spun out and blasted the whole back half of his fucking uh, Honda? I wasn't there, but I saw the end result, yes. Holy shit. Yeah, that was bogus. I was cruising on 94, and I spun out because my tires were bald and it was raining right by uh, Connor Street, the Connor Street exit there on the east side of Detroit. I know all about that. That's where we used to play softball. That was yeah, the, uh, the softball league was. Oh, well, yeah. I was picking up some opioids, so I was just leaving my uh, <laughs> that makes leaving sense. my guy. I was just that leaving my dude. Makes perfect sense. It does make sense. I just yeah, left my that's dude. The same T. area. Yeah. What up, T? Yeah. Hey, T. If you're out there, man, hope you're doing well. If you hear this, <laughs> I, hope, I hope the T. business is thriving. <laughs> I do. T. If you T. If you got internet, oh man, if you're not afraid to use it. <laughs> he was big on Facebook. We actually were Facebook friends, which is a big no-no when you're involved in the drug game but we left a paper trail there not a good idea <laughs> anyways i just i was hitting that bend right by connor and i just took off hydroplane because the tires were totally bald because i spent yeah. all my money on pills instead of getting new tires mm-hmm. and i i spun around three times and yeah I, my bumper hit the median i guess there but i just kind of stopped right in the middle of it didn't hit anybody after i did a couple spins and i was just sitting there like this like Wait, so that was oh. why your that was why your bumper had to be like tied to the uh, frame or whatever. Like, remember when? Yeah, we had like the yeah zip, on the Honda. You had the zip ties. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was because I hit the median in that spin out, and it must have I fucked up that somebody, bumper. I thought some. Actually, I had thought somebody hit you. I didn't actually think that you hit somebody. I thought someone actually ran into you while you were Ubering or or lifting or whatever. It could only have been from the uh, the wall there. Yeah, that was the yeah. only thing I hit. No, that, and that it, I didn't sense. even hit it that hard. It was just a. Very lucky break on my part, too, because it could have been much worse. But then I'm sitting there after the car comes to a complete and total stop. And people are flying by me. And I'm like, holy fuck. I'm looking backwards at the people, too. The car was facing the other way. And I got all these pills in my pocket. And I'm like, shit. Oh, my God. I have to get out of here right now. No one's calling anybody. Let's get the fuck out of here. So I immediately just got off 
I started up and I got off of the next exit, and that's when my bumper fell off when I started to go down whatever road I was on, and I left it there. I just left the bumper in the road and kept driving home. And I was just so desperate to get home because I had the pills in my pocket. And I was like, shit, maybe I might have to take all these now. I probably did anyways, but I I usually oh, did. I mean, I was up to 25 a day. It was out of control, but I, or 25 at one time. And I decided to leave that bumper there. But the next day I realized it was illegal to not have a bumper. So I drove right back to that spot and there it was, it was on the side of the road. So I got it right back it always, and I took it home. It always holy is. Fuck. It always is. Yeah. So thanks went, everybody for not taking my back. Bumper. You went back and picked up your bumper. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, remember I got off the freeway on whatever side road that was in East Detroit and the bumper fell off and I just left at the time, but it was still basically there. It was just on the side of the road when I came back the next day. Holy shit. People don't care about bumpers, I guess. It's a, it was a Christmas miracle. <laughs> it was a miracle that miracle. <laughs> it was the perfect place for it to happen because nobody called the cops. Nobody cares. Exactly. And it was all good. Yes, Thank God. Exactly. If that happened anywhere else, I was yep. fucked. Yep. I've always if that had happened in Bloomfield Hills. Holy uh, shit. <laughs> You'd have been fucking rung up. They would have, they would have chased your ass down with pitchforks. I've always wanted to be the guy that pulled off like a huge piece of detritus off the road just to see how it feels. Because someone has to do that, you know. Someone probably. Did you say detritus? Detritus, yeah. Oh, I thought you said detritus. Like no, it was a specific thing in Detroit. There's so much garbage on the yeah, street. It's it, called oh, detritus. Oh, uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, a piece of a piece of detritus in Detroit, and just kind of pull off to the side of the road, and you know. Uh, take someone's bumper and kind of set it off to the side. Next time I see something in the road, you know, like a bumper, I'm going to stop and do it. Just, you know, for people like you. <laughs> what you do is you just, you put it in the back of your car so that literally nobody benefits and you just drive around with it in your car and you throw it in the trash. <laughs> then the person who needs it doesn't get it. The people who are upset about it, uh, they don't complain about it. So, you know, Everybody's basically pretty upset. This yeah. is this is Matt Lewis's uh, solution to all compromise. Everybody needs to be pissed. <laughs> Everybody needs to be pissed. That's yeah, fair. Nice. I think it's a yeah, fair. You should, lose, you should drop some Matt Lewis. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. I don't think everybody is pissed, though. That's the problem. But... Yeah. But anyway, right, uh, yeah, that was a wild moment. I don't know. I've never. That's as close as I've been. I've never had somebody hit me, or I've never hit a car directly. That was the. Wow. It was the one off. Really? Yeah, it's luck. It's pure luck, man. I mean, all the driving I've done, all the. I always thought Ubering. Dude, you, you drive know, like on the a road. maniac. Like, <laughs> I used you drive to. like a free spirit. Let me just say that you're a free I, spirit. I chilled out on that. Yeah, I used to drive like that. I agree. But... <laughs> Actually. You looked at me once. You looked at me once. All right, I got to You looked at me once. You were like, dude, I'm fucking invincible. <laughs> and you kept <laughs> like a maniac. Well, I've always, con- I've always been pretty clear. I've contended that I will <laughs> die of heart failure or a stroke. It's going to be heart-related, my death. It's not going to be in a car. Probably, so. yes. Mine too. That's always been my focus. But <laughs> I, I, got, I actually chilled out on the driving, but when I got this car... It's got a V6. I've never had a V6 in my life. And oh, I do boy. admit that things do get out of control sometimes because when you can go fast quickly, it's kind of cool. I'm not going to deny that at all. It's kind of a rush for an otherwise <laughs> mundane, monotonous life day to day. 
<laughs> I mean, I am thinking about years ago. So I <laughs> that was that was a long time ago. Yeah, those were pieces of shit yeah. that I was, you know, I was like, be and... careful. You were like, I'm invincible. And I was like, oh shit. Oh man, <laughs> I, I have that. Like, yeah, you have not been in an accident uh with another car. So that's about a nine as good on as the tension scale, Rob. Yes, sir. I have that friend who thinks he's so fucking sweet at driving that he like doesn't wear a seatbelt if he unless oh. he's on a highway. Yeah, Don't he's just that. like uh, nothing's gonna happen local, you know, like what the fuck's gonna happen? Like I'll put my seatbelt on when I get on the interstate, and it's like, cool, cool look. What bro. the fuck <laughs> is the difference? Like, what whoopsie the daisy. Well, I'll, I'll drive around with him, and it's just like the seatbelt buzzers going off the entire time, and I'm like, yeah, that's what a dipshit, bro. Like, what if, the hell? If you don't that? put your seatbelt on, be just to fucking stop that noise, you're a sociopath. What yeah. in the fuck? Man, I'm just glad gonna drive. I called that guy. You're just going to drive with that beeping happening? That beeping that sounds terrible. continuously You're right, man. I'm going to get with this nonstop. I'm going to call him tomorrow and, and maybe suggest that we not hang out anymore. Just don't drive <laughs> with him. Just every time he offers you a ride, even if you really need one, just say, sorry. I, I'm going to fucking hitch. I'm out of here. I mean, I'm going I always buckle up. It's the first thing I do. I just put the. It's just part of the natural procedure of driving. Even if I do think I can drive well, I, no, I this, never, this guy I just feel taking, naked without it. This guy's taking this beyond. He's taking it beyond like uh, ethics or safety. He just is willing to deal with the beeping. I don't understand the beeping. Just, he has a high yeah. opinion of himself. Just lock it up, man. Fucking know. lock it up. Stop with the fucking. Like it doesn't seem to. He doesn't seem to. I, I don't hear even it. hear it. You better like, lock I'm it up. hearing it lock in it my up. head lock right it now. Lock it up. Lock it up. I'm hearing it in my head right now, and it's making me want to put a fucking seatbelt on while I'm sitting in this chair. Yeah, we should all buckle up while we're doing the pod. Uh, another pod. another great you, title. Buckle up. This, if a guy, a guy thinks he's a. Uh, a amazing driver. He has a high opinion of himself, and there's nothing wrong with a little confidence. Aim high, Willis. Aim high. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Shoot the moon. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm glad that uh, I was telling Scott that I was a PA. That's what Scott's doing. Technically, he's a PA. And uh, I used to PA when I worked in television behind the scenes, but it was a little different than what Scott's doing based on our conversation. And I was telling <laughs> Scott about this director because it was the... Six o'clock news and the eleven o'clock news, and I was a PA for WCIV Channel Four in South Carolina, Charleston, with Dean Stevens and Nina, <laughs> Nina Sossaman, Nina Sossaman. Man, she was hot. I had a big crush on her. She was Any older. She was like forty-three. Sossaman? You know, I wish. I actually think about that now. Uh, she was a little raging Cajun though. She was from the Bayou, and she was. There's just something sexy about it. I gotta admit, she was like forty. Had a couple of kids. Was it the oh, was it the pigeon English that really got you? Was it? It was. Was that yeah? Much of hey, dude, you know, come, come on, yeah, okay, down, come dude. on. It wasn't barbecue. It wasn't like you like to come see on down, naked. Have, it wasn't like a, that. Have a little bit of that, grandma. I have two feet. Yeah, that's how exactly how she spoke. She was a broadcaster. Oh, I don't know. But that's suddenly, the, when she went on the air, she's like, "Hello, I am Nina Sossaman." No, she was class. She was a classic Southern belle. You know, like that beautiful voice that just makes your heart melt, and you just want to fuck her and. But also maybe pour her a glass of iced tea with respect. I don't know. Uh -huh. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. All those things are very uh, contradictory. Am I allowed to say I want to fuck someone? Is that allowed? As far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Say whatever the hell you want. You are allowed okay. to want to fuck somebody. These yeah, are past that's... desires. <laughs> yeah. Not 2004. Current. Not current. Yeah. Well, because now she's 60. Holy shit. 17 years later. Yeah. She, Think about she that. Now. I'm going to Google her. Yeah, I got to Google Nina. Yeah, I got, a, doing. I got a line on her. She, she looks all right. She's got this. <laughs> She's got a hyphen. Is that the same lady? Yeah, Pogue. Nina, Nina Sossaman Pogue. I think, can you see it though? Like in her prime? She was definitely cutie. She's a little oh. witch face. I see some witch in her. Sure. <laughs> she got witch chin. A witch chin is not a criticism. It's just, you know what a witch chin looks like. It's very sharp. She's right? got some, in certain, some of these photos, she's, she's, uh, Got some like Gretchen Whitmer vibes or something. Wait a minute, what's oh, how do you spell this? You know, S O S S A M O N Nina Sossaman. Anyway, she uh, her and Dean Stevens they co anchored the six and eleven o'clock news on WCIV channel four, Charleston's home for breaking news coverage. Dude, she looks. Oh, what's happening? You okay? Yeah, she looks exactly like um. Give me one second. Yeah, take your time. Process this. <laughs> Don't rush it, okay? It's important. You are Mickey, shit. Hit Mickey, the bricks, uh, pal, and beat it because you are going out. Mickey Dolans? No, Haley. She looks like Nikki fucking Haley. Oh, really? Nikki Haley, who also was who a government official was? from yes. South Carolina. She was yes, a government exactly. official from South yeah, Carolina. She looks exactly like fucking Nikki Haley. Was she the governor? Holy shit, she was the governor, wasn't she? Yeah. She's a garbage trash. She's a dumpster fire. It's amazing that she was voted governor in South Carolina, though. First off, she's a woman, so that's a miracle in itself. And secondly, yeah, well, really, that's just the main miracle. That's Ugh. the miracle. <laughs> Good God, what was wrong with your what was wrong with your radar back in the day? Oh, she does not look. I'm looking at Nikki terrible. Haley. You're off. Your your facial construction not, is I much. I am not off. They might have she the has same no hair. Lips. No lips. Well, lipless, I didn't say Nina Sossaman was an all-time... Lipless people look very reptilian. I didn't say she was an all-time top five, like, oh, I gotta, I just, oh, I didn't say anything like that. No, I, just, no, I uh, get it. You were, you're a child, and you saw no. a woman that looked like your mother. You know what? I have an idea. Jerk-off party. <laughs> I just, she was really cool. There was something about her that was welcoming. I could see her appeal on TV. It makes a lot of sense, but... uh her and Dean Stevens, they were the centerpiece of the news at WCIV Channel 4. And my director, Bill, was this I'm asshole-ish. Sure she's quite nice. I, yeah, know, she was very just sweet. Just in case she ever hears this. I'm, Nina I'm Sossaman, sure and Pogue, right. if you ever want to be on the show, hit us up. Is it safepod at gmail.com? <laughs> We'd love to have you on and regale us with tales of what you remember of me as a lowly PA in 2004. I bet she has no idea who I am. Think of all the people that have come and gone in the business that just in and out, in and out. You know, revolving door of just peons that nobody cares about. That was me. But okay. Lonely PA the, is also another good podcast idea. You're listening to the Lowly PAs. Oh, Lowly, Lowly, not Lonely. Lowly. Also, the director, like I was saying, his name was Bill, and he was an asshole from the Bronx. He was your classic New York asshole. He from sounded. The Bronx? He yeah, he in, had that Bronx he was in North accent. Carolina? South Carolina, don't. People oh, get pissed Christ. when you do that, dude. Oh, they get boy. pissed. I know. Very they stupid. should. Actually, they should because I'm I'm actually I'm so stupid about that. I never know. It's okay. Uh, North Carolina and South Carolina are actually matching up in a bowl. 
John Scott. So if you're looking for a gambling opportunity, they're playing each other in the uh, Bozo Bowl. North Carolina and South Carolina. What do you mean? The big rut. They're playing in a bowl game. That's all. Oh. Bowl season. Uh, honest, nah, so. I don't bet on that shit. I've been betting on Michigan because if, if I'm going to be miserable while Michigan wins shit, I may as well. Be <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I'm that's doing well, man. I'm kind of, I'm crushing it on Fanduel. I'm I'm on a really on a streak. Hell yeah, man! My Fanduel has got like 500 bucks in it or something. I'm sizzling. Woohoo! Hell yeah, man! Dobis be dobis be dobis be dobis be do 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 dobis be dobis be dobis be dobis be do 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 dobis be. You're doing business, I, man, and I'm. Impressed. I think we I think we also need a drop from Heart Eight when Philip Seymour Hoffman is also writing a. Riding a wave. Oh, We're gonna okay. need that. We're gonna need that. The, the crap Don't scene that for when this five hundred turns to uh, turns to negative seven hundred. We're gonna need that fucking drop. <laughs> no hard way. Hard eight. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's the list. Hell yeah! I one of the I blew an opportunity of Saturday. All time man. One of the greatest scenes. Philip and Philip Baker Hall. The Phillips. Across from each other at the crash table, <laughs> just crushing it. Oh man, PSA. Oh, man. we were just old timer. We were literally just talking about this. Remember, we were talking a couple of couple of weeks ago about, uh, you know, best celebrity sightings. You know, celebrity encounters or whatever. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I wish I had something ready to go from there. Uh, give me one second. Okay. I think it's uh was it J.O. Sanders or something? What the fuck is his name? Oh yeah, J.O. Sanders, that guy. From is... uh JFK. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. know who I'm talking about? I do. I can see his face right now. It just instantly popped in my head. Holy shit. He gets shit. fired by a asshole uh the district attorney. He thinks he's trying to one of them, so he Kansas That's him. JFK. That's him. That's right. Oh, so yeah. we were that walking, guy. we were walking, uh we were walking uh into into the west village to uh to see a friend's apartment and it was right it was literally like a week after uh philip seymour hoffman had died and he had died in a it's obviously very morbid but he had he had died in a uh, apartment very close to where we were and then as i was like walking down and kind of thinking about that i just turned up and i saw j.o sanders and I was like, dude, where the fuck do I remember him from? And it's a bunch of shit, of course, because he's in a ton of things. But he's in fucking JFK, which I watched recently because of the JFK documentary that just came out. Which Big was, deal, whatever. Accidents which was happen, fucking right? Great, which was really fucking good. If you guys yeah, I saw that it. too. It's it was fantastic. good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was uh, really fucking good. It's nothing like the movie. It's just like straight information dump. And That's it's very true. well organized and detailed with uh, it's nothing the latest release. About it at all. It's very no. Uh, blah, it's very blasé. Yeah, well, for people that say JFK was just a big load of shit, first off, uh, it's a very entertaining film. Regardless, I will always think that, even for how long it is. Secondly, yes, there was plenty of exaggerations and liberties taken for dramatic effect, no doubt about it. So if you're pissed about that. And you see Oliver Stone's name on this updated JFK doc, you're going to think, oh, God, here we go. But that's not yep. the case at all. Yes, exactly. I agree with you. He, like, my first instinct was to think that, what is he up to now? <laughs> and, it, but, but at yeah. the same time, I still think JFK is a fucking masterpiece. It really I is. Love a, it. 
it's an absolute masterpiece. Like I watched it twice in one day and it, it went by as fast on the first run as it did on the second. I watched it. And then Kristen was like, what are you watching this without me for? And like, I want to watch this. And I was like, okay, cool. We'll watch it again. And I did. I literally watched it two times in one day and it was fucking great. Both times. No, but this documentary quite different. It doesn't have, obviously it doesn't have the same. Um, it just does not have the same dynamics. It doesn't have the same like uh vibrato. Uh, you know, it doesn't have the same no. like kind of narrative quality. It's very, very fucking, uh, you know, blunt force, simple, uh, you know, categorization of what went down. And he apparently oh, has insane. I'm actually looking forward to seeing maybe a four hour version of it because he does have a four hour version that was cut down because of Showtime. Yeah. So that makes sense. He said he's shopping it around, I think. So I don't know if it's going to be on Showtime or not. But when the four hour version comes out, I would like to see that because uh, it was it was good. It's good. It's it's good to have uh, just sobering fucking facts. And that's where the big bucks start rolling in. Yeah, no doubt about it. I thought it was rock solid. I tried to convince Travis of this on my Cinema 9 podcast when I told him I had watched it. And Travis won't hear any of it because he loathes Oliver Stone. He thinks he's like a, I don't know. I guess he's bi- he's pissed about JFK and that he thinks Oliver Stone exaggerates <laughs> and is a conspiracy theorist and... So his in- immediate loathing and hate of Oliver Stone ruins any opportunity to really see the updated info from all of the files that have now been released. There's more information that's been released, and he goes through it in a very specific and methodical way. So I think it's mm-hmm. definitely worth a watch. Uh, John Scott, you into the JFK thing at all, or is that are you just don't give a fuck about that anymore? Oh, oh okay. yeah, definitely. Uh, what's it? It's on Showtime. Showtime. I could hook you up with some uh, information if you need that off air. So. Awesome. <laughs> access codes. I have the codes. Yeah. I canceled my show <laughs> like a month ago, so uh, I will need oh. Well, I that does happen. I, I usually find it to be worthwhile. Always know if the juice is worth the squeeze. I think it is with Showtime. It's underrated. I actually, speaking of shows, uh, Luke, I watched, never seen this, and I'm behind the times. I know people are probably going to be like, oh, dude, that's old news. But I banged out on Amazon the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which is just so fucking good. Good. God in heaven. I'm so glad good. that I finally watched this show. Oh my heaven. God. It's so Are you are you heaven. are you trolling me? No. No. Are you Have fucking you trolling me? Have you seen it? Oh my God. It's incredible. <laughs> it's fantastic. And I never we'll watched talk about it. this I... next week. Why? <laughs> Am I in trouble? No, keep talking. What's Boss. fantastic about it? What do you like? It takes you back to this time in the late fifties, beginning of the sixties. It's she's from a Jewish family. And she knows oh, that nothing. I forgot you're Jewish. I always forget about that. I don't think that's the. <laughs> yes, that's true. I am. Uh, I don't think that's the. Uh, you know, <laughs> the main reason why though. Because she is like closed off from society, she has no clue. She she follows a typical track of like the woman who she goes to college, of course, because she's a Jew. That's what we do. We go to college. Information is power. And then you, she got married, and she just know she has a reality check that happens in her life. So suddenly she has to learn about the world around her, and it really it's like a really well done 
much improved version of a Forrest Gump because she runs because Forrest Gump, you know, he runs through all of these moments in history accidentally. Well, in Except New York, she's, she's only mildly mentally uh, inconvenienced. No, she she's very intelligent. Actually, she she's very clever and intelligent, and she. Is she? Well, at least it. that's how the character is written. Yes, it. I'll think yeah, about that it. That is how but, the character is written, but think about yes, it. Yes, it's true. But she uh, just happens to run it. She's It's all these like New York Easter eggs from that period of time, like Robert Moses shit and, oh uh, my God. and Lenny Fucking, Bruce, of course. Yeah, Lenny Bruce, and, of course. Yeah, yeah. Does that bother you? I, I don't understand why you're so upset here. Uh, what have I done? <laughs> what, did you, what did you have a few drinks this morning? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because it hits on a lot of issues that are still absolutely relevant for now. Like what? What, what kind of uh, issues are relevant? Uh, I would say the women who are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. constant, uh, women who dive yeah, into the material stuff. world yeah. of fashion and all these material items. Uh, and it has a really, really in-depth kind of thought-provoking message about, hey, you know, maybe it's a distraction. I mean, there's other things going on in the world that you could be focusing on that you don't, and maybe they do this intentionally and things like that. I, I find that fascinating and interesting. The family dynamics, I will say Tony Shalhoub as the father is the star of the show, hands down. Him and Kevin Pollack are like the two patriarchs of these Jewish families. <laughs> they're so funny. And even though they're not intentionally supposed to be funny, but they're hilarious. They actually make the show for me because if they Kevin, weren't in it, I Kevin I Pollack would. is always like, yeah, he's always like amazing. Yeah, he's annoying as fuck. Like the guy, there's like the parents or the people, the in laws that you can't stand. We've seen it done before, but they do it so well. That everyone loathes them. It's, they've done it's such a really not too much of it is put into the show either. It's like they're they're just enough. They don't overdo it, so it's a good balance. And there's just a lot of pieces into it. I like, and I I can see the appeal now. I really do. That's Why nice. is Miss Maisel played by a, an Irish Brit then. I never would have known that. I've never heard her voice in real life. So. That's her, right? She sounds Rachel, like a, Rachel Brosnahan. That is her. Uh, very attractive woman, by the way. So, just not, for the record. Not, not Jewish, for the record. Definitely not Jewish. <laughs> that's funny. Because she, play, <laughs> she plays. That's great acting, then. She deserves. I'm sure she probably won something for this because she. Is the star mm. of the show, and also probably Alex, probably par- part of the same cadre of people that would be very upset with, uh, I don't know, a white woman playing an Asian woman. Uh oh, interesting. So, well, I don't know. Think about it. I'm guessing. I'm guessing some of these people are on record as being very upset with, I don't know, uh, what's her name, Emma, not Emma, Emma Stone. Yeah, Emma Stone. Yeah, Emma Stone yeah. playing a fucking Asian woman in, in uh, was it American Tourist or fucking Aloha? Aloha. Yeah. Terrible. Camera Crow. I love Camera Crow, but that movie sucks. garbage. No. How do you? It's another one. Camera I know you're Crow. angry, but I, I will Crow say this. That, yes. Um, okay. I will say that Alex Borstein, who we always see as she's Lois's very funny. Voice, yeah. She's, she's great in the show. She plays a yeah. main character, and it was cool to see her get this opportunity. She plays a total... I don't think she's acting that much. She plays like an unattractive, you know, tomboy-looking oh, woman who's who everyone knows. Uh, there's a endless running gag about she looks like a boy, ha, 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 which isn't funny, but 
she plays it really well. And she actually showed emotional depth that I've never really seen. And because I haven't seen much of her on camera with Lois and Family Ever. Guy, we've had 20 no, years she's of, never been on camera. This is the only time. Well, I don't. I'm I mean, sure she's been in. If some it's other not a things, Seth MacFarlane product, you're right. Yeah, but no, what you're what you're saying is like what we all what you saw is what we all saw is somebody we've never seen before on camera. Yes. Anyways, uh, whatever motherfucker. It's definitely whatever motherfucker based on your guys' response, but I'm still going to strongly recommend the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I thought it was fun three seasons and I enjoyed it. How much did you enjoy um, the Gilmore girls? Never seen that. I got to get on that, I guess. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Tell me all your thoughts on Sex in the City. No, no, that's that's the writer. the The woman who wrote Gilmore Girls wrote Marvelous Miss Maisel. It's the same exact fucking uh, formula. It's the same format, same formula. It's the exact same, uh, you know, patterns of of conversation. It's it's not that it's bad. It's the uh, same thing as like a uh, Sorkin. It's it's very Sorkin esque. And maybe maybe he's very whatever her name is. I forget her fucking name, but uh, maybe he ripped her off. I, I don't know. But Amy it's, Sherman it's Palladino is the yeah, Palladino, creator yeah. and writer. Yes, Gilmore Girls. She also wrote on Roseanne, the original Roseanne in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're into that. So she has she has things to say. And Gilmore Girls is by far a better show than fucking marvelous Miss Maisel. But you haven't seen the show, correct? I've seen both. I've seen them all. I've seen every single fucking episode. Oh, you've seen, you saw season one of Maisel? I didn't know that. Of course. That's what I was trying to get at. Well, that came out like five years ago. I know. That's why I said I was late to the party. I blew it. Total blow. I didn't didn't see it. I love, I I admire that you're in the business of watching shit that you don't like. That's admirable. Absolutely. I always, (laughs) I constantly watch shit I don't like. I'm married. That's how it works. I constantly. Good God. That, that's true. That, that's true. That sounds though. like a bad you, joke. Come on, dude. You're better than that. Then no, that's not a bad joke. That is a that's a real thing. Also, I you know never lived in a house that uh I didn't have roommates in until I met uh Kristen, right? So I was I always had roommates, which meant I was always watching shit I didn't like. But actually sex in the city came up. That's a good one, because when I first started watching Sex in the City, I was like, this is fucking terrible, but it starts to sink in. And you're like, you know what? This is actually a good thing to critique. It actually makes a lot of sense. You know, so same thing. You know, it's it's kind of easy to critique. You know, it's uh, (laughs) fish in a barrel. But at the same time, it makes it interesting. So I can watch shit that I hate because I actually enjoy watching everything because I enjoy having some kind of critical point of view over it. So, you know, so it, whatever. I'm not going to say it's good, but I don't really oh, think... Oh, really, fool? I really don't think in the end that even saying uh, a show is good actually matters. I don't think that matters at all. And uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel, for instance, I fucking hate it. But at the same time, there's a lot to talk about with it. So I don't want to shut down conversation when it comes to shows like that. I never did. I got to watch this 
terrible well, slash great show. If, if you've seen Sex in the City, it's the same fucking thing. If you've seen Sex in the City and if you've seen uh, uh, Gilmore Girls, then that's it. That's the exact, that's the hybrid version of those two shows. Huh. I've never hmm. seen Gilmore Girls. And I've seen some Sex in the City episodes, but I definitely have not seen the whole series, so. I, don't know I mean, she's a, she's a dazzling writer. She's a very good writer. She's very punchy. Like, she is better than Aaron Sorkin, in my opinion. <laughs> so, there is. It's not. It's not bad in that way. It's just bad in a different way. Hmm. Okay. Well. I... But 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 since we we didn't like watch the watch the show to talk about it, I, I really don't. I feel like I've gone on way too fucking long. Keep Sorry. keep right, going. Moving this on. Is, I got moving on. I have a Let's front move row on. seat He's, to the most. Give me a fucking yeah. Oh my god! Release intervention, belt, man. Get me the fuck out of here. I yeah. <laughs> I went way too hard on that. Uh, there's parts where the show did drag and it's not a flawless show, but I think the family dynamics are fascinating and, you know, it, it tipped, it taps into a lot of different worlds with her dad being a Columbia professor at a time. And like, it's all males, of course, and the people don't recognize these things. It's try. it's also trying to maybe. It's very upsetting when, uh, it's very upsetting when a, a child of, of professors and who lives in an upper West side apartment, you know is finding it hard to live with the awesome <laughs> job that she was automatically given. It just wasn't her calling. I get it. It wasn't her calling. And if huh. it's not, if, if you, if you're, if you're set up in life, isn't your calling, I guess that's the worst thing ever. I award you no points and may God have mercy on your. I think there's, a lot of the show where the people who long for the life they want to live and they end up leading a different life, you know, there's a lot of people who relate to these things, but not everybody has the ability to just walk away from a life that they've created for themselves because that is a privilege of certain people. So that might also not be of interest to everybody. And I get that too. I, it's not a perfect show. It's not a flawless show. Wait, or the privilege or the privilege of having a life being like fucking laid out for you. That's super fucking easy, but the, your, your whole your whole like uh, problem in life is that you can't, you don't, your uh, your your specific, I don't know, your specific, um, I don't know, essence isn't being realized. In, what exactly is he wanted for, sure? In well, your he, in your uh, perfect life of a private nature. Your perfect fucking life. You can't you can't go be a fucking stand up comic. What the fuck is the deal there? Of course she mm. could. Of course she could. She did it, obviously. So there was no fucking impediments. Oh, wait. Um, so you set it back in the 50s to make it so that it's difficult to become a stand-up comic. You did this! She can't be a stand-up comic? What is this supposed to communicate? It's supposed, to tell, it's supposed to tell women that they're not allowed to be funny? I love funny women. Yeah, we all do. My wife is the funniest person I've ever met. She's a very funny person. I would agree. I don't know how to put my I put my lady up against her too, though. So then, what the fuck is the point of the show? <laughs> anyway, this moving asshole? on. Move, we got to move on. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm gonna go too hard. Well, in the end, 
It might be a terrible show. Who knows? I can't guarantee that. Uh, What I do know is that uh, there's too much entertainment, and it's impossible to hoard it all in. And frankly, uh, (laughs) there comes a point in your life where you're you're like, you know what? Um, I I give up. I'm just not going to watch anything anymore because it's overwhelmingly ridiculous. If I was at a job, if I had a job, and there was people that talked every day, um, I would feel very left out because I don't know what's going on. And I don't really care to know what's going on because that stuff doesn't matter to me. I, I just happened to pop on a show because I needed, I was sick of watching movies. So I just popped on a fresh show because I had a free Amazon Prime membership for a month that I will cancel again. And then I'll restart it again and cancel again and never yep. pay for because this is how you win. So that's all. That's all I got. So oh, we, had a, we had a friend. Um, we had a friend recently say he was proud to be white. So we white. throw the first piece of poop out. <laughs> Transitioning into being proud to be white. Yeah, we, we recently had a friend that said he was proud to be white. What do you guys think about that? What do you mean? Wait, 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 wait. Like he meant it seriously? Yeah. Yeah. Who's who's his friend? I don't think I know this. Can't person. not gonna say. Yeah, that's I don't know. I don't know this. I don't know this human, do I? Oh uh, no, you definitely don't. Okay. You definitely don't. It also this is also also definitely not it's also definitely not a way of i i'm not i'm not necessarily saying that this guy's uh wrong or like i'm not trying this is not like a fucking ethical uh debate but the comment is is odd you know mm. in what context this day and this time, Set set the table uh, here. Because... I mean, what you're just hanging out. All right, so I'll, I'll, set, I'll, <laughs> I'll set the table. I'll set the table because the the conversation that was happening was a one of these just one of these conversations where you know somebody is talking about being proud to be uh, anything else, and uh, the conversation was about whatever black lives matter you know it was kind of cultural in origin and a friend of ours who we love dearly was i don't know i think he felt like he was on his he was on his heels and he essentially said that he uh was proud to be white the problem is that the conversation didn't go any further than that because I wasn't, I wasn't there for the entire thing. It had kind of wrapped up immediately and it bothered me because I really wanted to talk about that. So what does it mean to be proud to be white? You know, uh, I think it means somebody who I, he's is, not. He's not one of these. He's not a fucking racist. He's not crazy. But he's generalizing himself, too. I mean, whites have specific backgrounds that they're from. If you want to start to break down your pride and your heritage, why doesn't he say, yeah, I'm proud to be Polish or I'm proud mm-hmm. to be Ukrainian, whatever the fuck it is. That, that's too broad. Exactly he's right. playing right so, into the game. Well, that that's exactly right. He is playing the game. So it's almost like, how do you have that conversation with that person who says that? Because basically he feels like he's backed into a corner. He doesn't have a lot of arguments. Maybe he feels conservative, whatever the fuck it is, but he does not have, 
in general, I would not really waste any time on people like this, but <laughs> I, I know this person and I do want to, I do want to spend time on this because this is a person that is a, a really good, a really good man has done. He, he's incredibly good person, but he's, he said this and it has been fucking bugging me ever since I heard it. It's been going on for like, maybe a want to fuck with you. Now. No, no, that's not it. Maybe you just want to be heard. I just don't think people. You listen to me. I don't think. I think people that are, let's say, just people on the right, um, people on the right, people on the left, whatever. Uh, Left, left is where I feel like I am. Uh, Liberals are on the right, in my opinion. Uh, The right is on the right, so liberals on the right, they're all on the same fucking block. And I think that people are just generally fucking confused. They don't understand how to talk about politics. They don't fucking understand what any of the shit means. They don't understand what identity politics means. And uh, I think it all gets, it all converges and it all becomes, uh, it all becomes conflated into politics. And it's not, it's definitely not. You feel like you're being, you feel like you're being, uh, Put on your heels by other people when it comes to political discussions so you get afraid so you say i'm proud to be white i think that's where that shit comes from i don't think that our this friend of ours is somebody who is you know getting his getting his fucking uh you know clan suit fucking uh tailored right now at the dry cleaner would yeah, it have right. so again this is that comment is the comment came in the context of a discussion or like a wider discussion about you can't worry about the context or, honestly yeah you, i mean i know it doesn't Ted, why yeah i know it doesn't matter i i guess you can just take it out it, it does matter what, but it, it wasn't in that it wasn't in wasn't in a vacuum so you're right would it have been a, a lot different if he said i'm thankful to be white because this is we we had this conversation thankful. yeah well i mean that's a lot different we had this conversation grateful about what about grateful america or like uh, proud to be an american and it's just like i don't know how proud i am to be white or american but yeah, I definitely thankful. had that. I'm gr- I'm grateful. Yeah. I mean, that's the language I would use. Like, I know he didn't say that. And proud and pride and gratefulness are like two completely different things. I mean, but hey, if, enough of my yakking. What do you say? Let's. Boogie. If I woke up, if if you know, if I if I uh, had all the historical context and I was, you know, given a survey before I came into this world that was like. What do survey you want says? to be? Yeah, survey would say I want to be a white. I want to be a white guy. That doesn't mean yes. I'm like proud yeah. of it. I mean, I don't know. I'm a fucking white mutt. Not like you're pretty fly for a white guy. <laughs> you know that? <laughs> there's nothing pretty. Pr- I don't. There's nothing prideful about it. But yeah, no, it's a fucked up comment. I mean, it's a fucked up thing to say. I mean, if he was like very thankful that I'm white, I could. I could wrap my head around that, but that's different. Well, it it does it does remind me of um, uh, 
for a white guy. <laughs> Dexter Holland and the gang. By the way, they're uh, Dexter Holland and Noodles and crew. They're very proud of quality, diversity, and fairness to all genders, etc. So, just for the record, yeah. Know. Yeah, Noodles wore the Black Lives Matter Black Sabbath shirt in the Woodstock 99 documentary. Exactly what okay. I was thinking of. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. Yep. And, and to you your, made it clear. And, and to your point, John, John Scott, we were... Yeah, so the original position. The original position is like, uh, it, it's a theoretical device where, you know, you imagine what, what and who you'd want to be if you were basically a soul born born out in the universe that uh, had no idea where you were going to land. Would you want a world? Would you want a world that was actually a good and just world that was probably more or less communist or socialist, uh, or would you want a world that was built the way we've got it, which is you know capitalists uh, and if you're, you know, if you're a soul making a choice, you would want to be in a world that is a better world because you don't know if you're going to be poor. You don't know if you're going to be rich. You have no idea what fucking country you're going to be born into, etc. So I think that connects really well to what uh, this guy was saying. He's like, he's he's proud to be white, but I think what he's saying is that he is he's actually very fucking upset about being uh you know being the villain in basically everybody else's fucking story oh okay. i think i think I he saying. i think he is he's expressing he's expressing what he says is pride but it's not pride i think no. it is insecurity and i think it is yes. uh, somebody who is fucking terrified about the fact that like everything he's believed in his entire life is fucking wrong. It's all fear-based, all this stuff. Anytime yeah. you hear something controversial or something is challenging, a lot of this is just fear-based. We all have it. All three of us on the show know what that means. We've experienced it. We're living it now. Other people have a more radical response and they say shit like that. Or maybe they say other things that would be like, Oh my God, I can't believe you said that. But you come over to them and you talk to them anyways, because you know, we're curious beings. I'm curious. I mean, this, this I, is the guy, on the show. Drag his ass on here. This is a guy that this is a guy that cleaned up, cleaned up somebody's ass in here and say hi to the guys. Show some class for Christ's sakes. Luke is frozen. Oh. <laughs> Look at that face he's got too. That's a funny, it's a funny frozen face. I want to screenshot that. Oh, can I get it? Can I get it? Yep, get it. I got it. Yes. I just got it. Hey, you got you got a you got my. You look like you're halfway through a, a, a turd. <laughs> Son of a <laughs> bitch! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Fuck you both! I didn't think I was gonna get that one. I thought it was gonna refocus and rebuffer or whatever. Anyway, this, this is a, this is a dude that fucking this is a dude that like stepped up, cleaned up somebody else's fucking mess, uh, and. I was, yeah, I, I wasn't even surprised to hear he said that. It's just, it's just that I think people are confused, man. I think that uh, everybody's confused. You know, people, nobody really talks about fucking politics anymore, right? 
is fucking are you, gone. Are you kidding me? What? Living in America. Have you, have you watched any type? <laughs> have you watched wrong. any mainstream media? No, I don't do that. Okay. Well, actually, that's good. Good for you. Nice. Also, I have to watch it all the time. All it is is fucking cultural nonsense. Words are tough for people, too. Like, people are... Words are tricky, and people don't... They might be saying something, and they they, they mean something else. Or I'm not saying that's the case with this, the person in question, but... You know, yeah. if you really critically listen to someone when they're trying to explain, uh, trying to give you some commentary or an opinion or offer up some criticism, uh, words are, you know, they're they're ephemeral. It's it's hard for people to like get their arms around the language that they're really trying to use. Again, this has no, this isn't trying to let this person off the hook, but. I wonder if you follow it up and you were like, do you, did you know that like verbatim, this is what you said? And do you stand by that? <laughs> I mean, do you stand yeah. by that a, a month later or were you strategic to say something strategery, strategery different? <laughs> strategery. <laughs> Use that in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean there. It's like, writing when you write a paper you sometimes you'll you want to go back oh i'm gonna say it like this no i want to say it like this and you have the mm-hmm. time to take and figure out exactly how you wanted to express yourself that's what editing is and it's wonderful and proofreading and writing mm-hmm. gives you that advantage but real-time conversation does not give you that i'm sure we all know that but i believe you're right it's a very important point to remember that and sometimes when somebody says something like this maybe they wish they had said it in a more eloquent way the one that expressed more of an understanding of what they were trying to say? I, I don't know. Outside this, outside their head. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, socially... honestly, it's just it's just the opposite of what it is they're saying. They're not proud to be white. They just they're very upset about not being able to understand not being white. Mm-hmm. They don't get it, and they also don't. You make understand... up excuses to the people. They don't understand the way that politics has been like kind of weaponized on a cultural level. They don't, they don't understand that either. Well, I understand that it's an evil business, the mainstream media. So yeah, that's right. I don't watch any of that stuff. I have no access to a CNN, a Fox and MSNBC, all that stuff. In fact, I was listening to Valeni today, Scott, and he kept talking about hate incorporated, which I really want to read. Uh, yeah. After I looked Wait, it up, like, Valeni actually read Hate Incorporated by Matt Taibbi. Oh, he was espousing the shit out of it today. He's like, yeah, Valeni. It was at the. He's not a moron. I mean, he's a loudmouth, but no, he's, he's, he's a moron. I don't understand. Nah, he actually, he's, he's not a moron. idiot, but he actually likes that. Nah, yes, he's a critical maybe thinker. He's not. Maybe you can maybe you can cut out me calling him a moron. I don't know. He's <laughs> a critical thinker. That's fair. I I don't Is love he Valeni, really? but he's, he's a critical thinker. Yes, I would say so. I really would. I don't love him. I'm not a fan of his, but I respect him, and he is not just throwing out droll, you know what? boring shit. You know what? That's fucking awesome, actually. I'm not going to fucking... I'm not complaining. That's fucking great. The fact that he's Taibi is, is really good. Yeah, Taibi's fucking awesome. Yeah, and I, I mean, this is like... This is one of the highest-rated sports, quote-unquote, sports programs in 
the country. So good for him for actually kind of hell yes trying to hell raise yes. raise the level a little bit. I actually am a fan of his. I find him very entertaining. He is a loud mouth. He's arrogant. He's just that neat, like pretentious, pompous New Yorker. Well, I'm a loud that... mouth. I love loud mouth. It's <laughs> but no, he's I don't know. He's very insightful. He's very thoughtful when he can get past like the artifice. I think he's got some good things to say. Don't they have? Doesn't he just have a sports show? It is a sports radio show from two to six every day, Monday through Friday. How was he thoughtful? What? Come on, don't be. That's ignorant on your part, man. You're better than that. Come on now. No, I'm not. I am not better than that. I. We are like. We are like sports. Very minimal. We love sports, but I don't be fooled. It's ninety-seven one the ticket, dude. They don't focus on sports half the time. If there are other shows, they they talk about like, what's your favorite cookie? Call now. And, you know, they do a lot of shit that has nothing to do with sports. Uh-huh. Not his show. He doesn't well, do it like that. But the other, yeah, sports. the other shows the rest of the day talk about dumb shit like that. Like Carson Anderson, they do these dumb. I can't. I am not a fan of Carson Anderson whatsoever. That's the Carson most boring. Anderson. Who's that? It's that's the cool. midday talk show that's on ninety-seven-one from like ten to oh, two. Is, before that, is that the guy that got canceled like years ago? I don't think so. But Isn't that the dude? Uh, the, no, like, Carson Anderson are too vanilla to be canceled ever. Mm, so you must be thinking of someone else. Yeah. Anyways. Did you say Carse and Karsh and Karsh. Karsh, Doug Karsh, and Scott oh, the Gator oh, Anderson. Never mind. Never mind. Anyways, yeah. They, yeah. the point being is that they are <laughs> part of a structure when that, when 971 came to power in this town, which was, I would say about 2005-ish, they started to establish with the Valenny and Foster show. Terry Foster was very much a part of the rise with Valenny. So it's not just all Valenny. Terry Foster was already a well-known, respected sports writer and kind of critic in the realm of Detroit sports. So unfortunately, all the other shows on that channel just started to pump out boring ass, really lame. There's no drops ever. The fact that Valenny show has drops now to me is a huge coup because it was never allowed on any of those shows on that station for years. It was all cookie cutter and I drove me nuts. I loathe 97.1. I used to say 97.1 the toilet 97.1 shit tickets uh, it's just Valenny is good at what he does, and I respect him for that because I know you do a show five days a week like that, that's hard to do, and he does try to bring in thought-provoking, fresh ideas. You can tell he works at it. I give him credit for that. Everybody else on the station are just these... They're just not... I don't think they're critical thinkers, and if they are, they never bring it to their shows. They're boneheads. They definitely are never... Yeah, it's... Never critical thinkers. The fact that he brought in something like Hit Inc. is like, uh, all right, that's doesn't actually mean that he is a critical thinker, but the fact that he's willing to fucking read that shit is awesome. And I want to read that book now. I I love Matt Taibbi, Mm -hmm. and I definitely need to read more of his stuff. I've done myself a disservice by not doing so. He's an independent journalist in a time where that's hard to come by. So Let's read it. He's he's on Substack. They need to promote that. I just placed a hold on it at my local library, so I will be picking that up next. There he is, library master, John Scott. You're so good at that. I got. I can't believe, I actually, I don't have a... Uh, Livonia's probably got a great library system. There's plenty of money Absolutely. here. I probably should be taking advantage oh of that. Oh, my God. 
Yeah, you're missing I definitely out. took advantage of the Ann Arbor Public Library when I lived there. I I got all, I remember I'd go there and rent 10 movies. Rent. I'd check out 10 movies at a time and only watch two of them, but it was a huge collection over yeah, there. Man. They had a the lot. Li the stuff. library network. Livonian is part of a huge the library network system. Get, get in on that. I use the library Ooh. all the time. Yeah, man. You, you have shit. You do. You have shit. You know, sent to your local library branch from all of the other libraries. It's it's, uh, it's really quite it's, it's it's groundbreaking shit. Really, I agree. I'm with you there. I, I think it's cool. The bottom line is, I got to read that book, Hate Incorporated. And you, the whole point was back to the mainstream media stuff, and that's what that book is about. Supposedly, how it turns us against each other. I, I get the synopsis. I read that, so I know that much. But I do not participate in this. But I know I'm in the minority and i'm not trying to be cool or better than any of you i just know how evil it is and it's not even entertaining that's another thing to me it's not entertaining whatsoever to watch rachel maddow or to watch sean hannity or any of this bullshit on those supposed news networks they're just working y'all it's an endless con and it always has been i mean forget hate incorporated go back to manufacturing consent i mean we know this my most of my adult life i've been aware of this bullshit so I also worked in television, and I know how trash it is. <laughs> I, I love I loved to just working y'all. <laughs> they are. They're just working us. Working you over. They are working you we're over. Getting, we're getting greased. Oh, it's for sure. fucking nonsense. No, it's getting just played. fucking nonsense. It's nonstop fucking nonsense. We don't talk about... Nobody talks about fucking politics. There's no uh, political movement. There is, there is no political solidarity. I mean, we're, we're just sheep. Everybody's gonna everybody's gonna fucking be incinerated. Ooh. We're gonna be turned into fucking gristle for the for the new iPad. <laughs> We're gonna be nuggets for the next generation, just chicken fucking nuggets. And the iPad 10 Mazel is gonna be the not, iPad 10 is gonna be made with our fucking shoulder bones. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that, yeah, man, that is that is terrifying. Wow. Let me tell you the first rule of politics. I don't know what that rule is. But John Scott, you're like me too. You don't participate. I mean, you're like me too, so don't be shy. Oh, in the mainstream media. No, man, it it just it's it's too much, man. Especially in the winter. I can't sit around in a cold ass, Ooh. depressing Michigan winter and watch these fucking talking heads drivel on about the same shit. It's just like <laughs> what what you, you get two you get two or three different meals it's like you can have spaghetti and meatballs on cnn every fucking day of your life or you can have you know uh chicken noodle soup on fox and it's like is that what you want every single fucking day i can't i just can't do it dude i mean spaghetti and meatballs is good like once every couple months but i can't just sit there and get it fucking shoveled into my hole every day it's depressing yeah uh that's no i i, I can't do it i mean well dude that's why we i put him on our team <laughs> you're a lousy fucking softball player uh <laughs> no i mean you're a lousy fucking softball player <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's that's why i've turned to the dark side and and we've talked about like jacobin and ben burgess and those and those people like yeah. i'll i'll reside there and i get a lot of what i feel like i need uh in that realm but uh yeah. beyond that this is no. such a crock of shit
Wait, do we do we have uh, any emails this week? No, I checked. There's, I would have hit those earlier. No emails. And uh, Danny Danny's, probably assumes that we're not doing a show this week. Yeah. So, Danny, you're going to be surprised. He's, or, he's, or he's very disappointed. <laughs> he's incredibly so fucking, disappointed. He's so pissed at us. We, yeah, he's, not, he's not upset. He's just disappointed. We failed him. Uh, yeah. I, I do need to give a shout-out just in, just in case my buddy Brian listens to this. I have given uh, a name to my pain. He called. He called me today, and I was like, "Hey, I gotta, I gotta record." So I hung up. I, I didn't hang up on him, but I was like, "Holy shit, I gotta record right now!" And he was like, "All right, cool." My buddy Brian, uh, who was at the wedding, fucking amazing guy. Uh, he's an editor. I'm as mad as hell, and Roman. I'm not gonna take this anymore. Film and TV editor. Oh my god, he loves that drop. Guarantee you, he <laughs> loves that fucking drop. He loves my kind of guy. Loves network. Anyhow, if if he does listen to this, uh, yeah, Brian gets a shout out. My man Brian. Text him. I don't give a shit. You feel good? There's four motherfucking hits up there. You all fucking hit the opposite way. Dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Lasorda's pissed. Brian, he's a fan of yours. <laughs> Who's that guy that's at your wedding that's a, a lawyer? <laughs> uh, that a good enough lead for you? <laughs> which one? He lives in New York. A New York lawyer? No. He was pretty no, no. he was very talkative. I believe he's a lawyer. No. And he is from New York and he had a lot we talked and he was very prominent. <laughs> Luke uh, wouldn't associate with such swine. I'm telling you, he was there, believe it or not. Yeah, Luke lawyer? is fraternizing with these type of people. I a believe he's a lawyer. Yeah, maybe no, he was a lawyer. lawyer. He's no longer. What do you look lawyer. like? Give me give me a look. Uh, I don't have give a good picture a in my head. He's like my height, and maybe he had no hair. I don't know. I can't remember now. Right. I just remember having the conversation this with him. Like, this is we like were a, over by the bar. Like a... <laughs> I haven't thought about him since this moment, so it's definitely not someone who's been in my brain routinely. Oh, nothing but the best. So I de I, yeah. It's definitely not the best. I let you down on this one. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, point being is uh, society's hell. It's a nightmare. We're trying to do the best we can. And the only reason Luke is connected to this shit is because he says he's forced to watch it. It's, it's just on. And there's a lot of people who work at places, like their businesses, where the TV's there all day. It's CNN or some type of mainstream news channel is just on all day which is just the worst i would not want to work at a place like that but i feel scroll. for y'all <laughs> the fucking yes. never-ending scroll everything is breaking news his, his wolf <laughs> blitzer his wolf blitzer so much as farted and it wasn't breaking news <laughs> and you know when i see a car like this first thing i do is i say would you look at this that's a good one <laughs> would you look at it that's all it is oh hey wolf blitzer here would you look at it look at it look at wolf it blitzer. hold on yeah you need that you need that seinfeld drop where uh where jerry uh shaves his chest and then kramer is like uh do you do you think this is a <laughs> jerry jerry's like that's an old wives tale he's like is it is it look at this and he pulls his like fucking robe off yep he's like look at it look, look, at, it. look at it jerry yeah that's classic yeah that's a good one good call that's a good Definitely one have to have that one yeah we need that 
We need that. No, but we didn't have any. We had no lawyers at our our wedding. Okay, uh, well then was, I that was I'll that take was it back. I have no idea. We we made sure that no lawyers were allowed. I made a mistake uh, on that one. But Chris and I are both on the same page. No. Good job, lawyer. Kristen. Smart move. That's the way yeah. to do it. Always double, trickle check your guest list. Make sure there's no lawyers. Yeah. But everybody hates Pop a lawyer down. until you need one. <laughs> nope. No, we still hate him. Oh. No, you're. Yeah. If you're a lawyer, you're fucking hated. You should know that. It's fine. You're not a. You're, if you're a lawyer, not somebody that people like. You should just understand that. Like people like you for other reasons. Really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, people might have you over for dinner because you're a lawyer. Like you're a lawyer. It's like a. It's. It's absolutely a fucking sideline issue. But. If you're over because you're a lawyer, people fucking hate your guts. They just want you to fucking make them money. That's it. Hmm. I don't believe you. Sounds like bullshit hmm? to me. Hmm? What is that? What is the hmm? Sounds like bullshit to me, dude. That's not bullshit. I know. I'm kidding. It's totally. That is definitely not bullshit. If you I'm have kidding. Somebody, if you, I'm kidding. It was a joke. I'm not even someone, serious whatsoever. If, if you are friends with somebody because they're a lawyer, you hate there's, them, and they else. are, they know you hate them, and they hate you, and then you all get together because you have a mutual interest, which is making money. Everyone but being a, shit, being a lawyer does not automatically make you a hateable person. Agreed. Yeah, that's not fair. Let's. Honestly, should show it, makes a little you, class. it might make you a very useful person for most people. You need a lawyer. You're going to need him. We've all been there. Absolutely right. I I have not been in a situation recently where I need a lawyer, but I'll tell you this. Uh, Fuller and darker. Oh, that's an old wives tale. Is it? Look at this. <laughs> what? I shaved there when I... <laughs> it is. I shaved there when I was a lifeguard. <laughs> Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. <laughs> that was a good one. Holy good shit. call. Uh, yeah. Anything else, guys? Uh, I got a life to lead. You want to say anything else? I'm going to go soon. No. I got to watch the... I have to go watch the last episode of Dope Sick with Stephanie. Oh, shit. Whoa, is that I, a good one? Dope Sick? I'm sure yeah, it's it is. more depressing Sackler shit. Yeah, and, opioid. Uh, there's yeah. so much opioid content now. It's like its own genre. Pretty soon, if there was a blockbuster around back in the day, there'd be like a whole section. This is the opioid section. We cover everything <laughs> that was done repeatedly again and again, whether it's, know. you know, when it happens to white like people, those, people care. It's one of those bummer stories I can't get enough of. I'm sure, Mike, you're obviously closer to it than us. But no, I, I, Sackler, I the Sackler it. stuff, man, I, I just... I, I can't. I don't know. I'm addicted. What's I agree. I, I haven't watched Dope Sick. I don't have a Hulu access though, so it's okay. On Hulu, well, right? let's let's trade. Let's trade our. Uh, oh! let's trade our dope. Yeah, <laughs> we got a deal brewing here. <laughs> I'll give I you like one. It. If you give me one. Uh, <laughs> Warren Zevon, lawyers, guns, and money to go out. Oh yes. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. And I love it. I, and I will and I will say this. If you can if you can like somehow channel yeah. the anger you've got. Nope, that's wrong. 
It's so wrong. If you can channel your fucking anger into like, I don't know, lifting weights when you hear about fucking <laughs> dope stick, you will be a fucking monster in about two months. It is so, <laughs> it makes you so fucking angry. It's the worst. Weightlifting? God damn. Oh, well, weightlifting is also the worst. And reason <laughs> will prevail. Reason <laughs> will prevail. No. Uh, dope all right, sick, so man. Oh my dope god. Sick. I gotta watch Dope Sick and I will. I so we're gonna do a trade. It's going to drive you insane. I wanna be well, I watched John, uh... John Bernthal in the Wolf of Wall Street. That's oh, oh my gosh. Oh, real quick. <laughs> yes. I watched yes, uh, that's awesome. I watched uh, King Richard yesterday or two nights ago, and Bernthal is in that. It's so <laughs> he's in King ideal. Richard. Yeah, the one about uh Richard Williams, the it's ba- oh, Will Smith. Oh, oh, yeah, the one with Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah, he plays Richard Williams, the father of Venus and Serena Williams. It's all about him, though. It's about the, you know, his decisions and all the shit he does trying to raise these kids to be tennis gods. But John Bernthal plays the trainer, the coach, and he's so, <laughs> so like docile. It's so refreshing to see. He could do anything, man. He plays this, pomp- not pompous, but like this real go gettery, like. I'm inspiring coach who has like no dick or balls at all, but like he's, he's motivated, <laughs> but it's so different than some of the other characters he plays. This guy has incredible range and he looks really wow. good in his goofy nineties hair. It's fantastic. He's phenomenal. The man. He's the man. He's is the man. Phenomenal. He is everybody. If you like movies at all, you love John Bernthal and uh, the fact real quickly, uh, the fact that this is supposed to be a Academy Award opportunity now for Will Smith, I think that's a little bogus because this is certainly like bread and buttered Academy Award type stuff. But Will Smith, Academy Award winner, would be a pretty weird thing to say if that happens. Good for him, I guess. I don't know. Didn't didn't he win an Academy Award for uh, for Ali? He was nominated. He did not win. No, he did not win. Okay. Yeah, that was pretty good. He was pretty good in that. I would so then, why right. would it be a weird stretch for him to win? A, I realize. Uh, I'm just Oscar. thinking about his trash over the last 20 years. That's all. So that's why I think it's yeah, weird. Well, because he's done nothing but trash before that and after that. <laughs> well, that's okay. You know, You're right? I don't know. Is this is this even going to be part of uh, the Oscars? Do they do that? Oh, it's so obviously. You know how this works, Luke. Yeah, you know. I mean, the machine, like the uh, Oscar propaganda. Of, I mean, this is going to be. Like, this is clearly promoted and set up for the Oscar the best actor and he's good at it too i'm not dismissing the performance it's a solid film but you know i just don't like this is why i don't like the oscars because they're just this like it's a machinery that's pre-set up it's supposed to make you think they're like oh yeah you know anybody can have this opportunity and win an oscar a load of shit it's just propaganda marketing and promotion and people build campaigns to win oscars what kind of and also the other thing that why are we having competition in arts? We don't need the competition in art. Like, really? It's not sports. Uh, uh, whatever. No, I pretty much thought it was all, all about um, making money. For of course studios. it is. That's about that too. You're right. No. Uh, so, so, yeah. Well, so it's making money for big studios. So what are we closing um, with? What's the song? No. Warren Z. Fuck yeah, oh, dude. You- Lawyers, guns, Warren- and money. I wasn't paying attention when you were. I heard you say those words, but I didn't know why you said them. I apologize. You didn't. Scott. You didn't internalize them. That's okay. Oh, because we just <laughs> assume. We just assume that all those things are terrible. Lawyers, guns, and money by Warren Zevon. Yeah.
There it is. Thank you so much for checking in on our latest episode. We'll be back next week. And 2021 comes to a close here on the Is It Safe podcast. Is it safe pod at gmail.com. Peace. I went home with a waitress. The way I always do. How was I to know? She was with the Russians too. Guns and money. <clears throat> Send lawyers, guns and money.